this is the Live from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Virgil Johnson from Infrastructure of a Man. And today's topic is how to choose the right woman and why that's important. So I want to start off by reading a passage from the book, The Way of the Superior Man. So the passage goes, If you are like most men, sexual energy tends to go directly to one or two places, either your head become stimulated and you fantasize about being with a woman who turns you on or your genitals become stimulated and lustful need your head and genitals however are just the north and south poles of the whole body a superior man circulates the energy of arousal throughout his body taking particular care not to let it stagnate in swollen fantasies or appendages the purpose of sexual desire is creation Reproduction is but the biological aspect of creation. As a man, you probably have much more to give the world than your children. Just as beautiful women inspire biological procreation, they also inspire artistic, social, and spiritual creativity. When it comes down to it, most creative men will admit that, one way or another, women are the muse and inspiration. Women bring them into the world. Women move them to create and serve humanity. In fact, some men would go so far as to say that if it weren't for women, they wouldn't be interested in the world much at all. So the biggest lesson that I want you all to take from what I just read is the purpose of sexual energy. When I understood the true purpose of sexual energy, when I understood that true purpose of sexual energy, it changed my life. Sexual energy is creative energy. Don't miss what I just said. And I'm gonna go into it a little bit later in this episode. So first off, the reason why I decided to do this episode is because I know there are many men who are confused about the process of women and womanhood. I was confused too. And that confusion led me to have seven children with five women. I thought I had it all figured out, but I was sorely mistaken. And I want to help you and anyone else that listens to this episode um, figure out just exactly what it is that they need to do. I want to help those of you out who feel like they are having a bad string of luck when it comes to women who are in between women and want something different and who don't know that they are doing the whole woman thing wrong and this episode will enlighten you so there are many things that that us as men we go through when it did when it comes to dealing with these women and it can be very frustrating so i want to kind of pull back some of these layers to help you with that frustration and to help you in your journey and your walk when it comes to women so jumping right into it also i want to say this episode i really wanted to get this episode out I'm going to probably do a remake to this episode later on down the line, but I feel like I at least want to get out these basics to get somebody started, to help somebody, you know, get from zero to one. So I had to go through this process and I want to make sure you all go through this process because choosing the proper woman is very important to your life as a man. And as you'll see later on down in this podcast, choosing the right woman can literally make or break you. So the first thing that you want to do when it comes to choosing the right woman 
has nothing to do with the woman actually the first thing you want to do is fix yourself so one of the first ways that you can fix yourself is to get some therapy as we continue to move forward into 20 the early 2020s going to therapy isn't so taboo for men anymore but there are still a lot of men who struggle with the idea of going to therapy who struggle with the idea of opening up who struggle with the idea of being vulnerable who struggle with the idea of feeling like they have to place their trust in another human being men when it comes to therapy all of a sudden create all of these irrational fears and irrational thoughts when it comes to therapy some people are literally like well what if my therapist is running around going and telling my business who cares who cares your therapist can go run around telling your business what do you think is going to happen the person she going she goes up to or he goes up to and tells your business is going to come and find you and be like ha ha that's why you're xyz no that's not going to happen who cares if your therapist is going to help you get through the things in which you're struggling with uncovering yourself some of the things that you may have mislabeled in your life all of these things who cares if they go and tell what you got going on the end goal is for you to get help because the individual who they're reporting about to someone else that will be the old you anyways so it wouldn't matter so even if someone came to you and wanted to you know speak on these things that they were told oh well speak on it all you want to that was me that's what happened that's what i went through that's who i was but that's not who i am now and them talking about those things doesn't make or break you as a man it doesn't so it doesn't matter if that's what the therapist does but a lot of men have that like whenever i talk to men and help men and i and i tell them hey you should get therapy you know i suggest therapy that's one of the first things i would say well what if the therapist goes and tells my business who cares why does it matter it's not going to make or break you i promise you it won't um the next thing you can do to fix yourself is rewrite your childhood traumas many of us have went through a lot in our childhood and for those of us who are a little older we were raised a certain way growing up as boys we weren't allowed to express any type of emotion that wasn't out that was outside of anger um you know we were always taught to suppress how we felt um there were a lot of things that that we went through there were a lot of situations that we may have experienced or encountered or witnessed that in our childlike mind it looked it looked one way but in fact there was something totally different and it's it is very important for you to understand that how you saw the world when you were a child may have been skewed and incorrect it's something as simple as i was talking to my mother and her and some of my cousins were going on a trip they went took a trip up to north florida i'm from florida took a trip up to north florida one of my uncles had died they were going to his funeral and so 
she was in the car in the back seat with my cousins or a couple of my older cousins they're, they're all around the same age and so they were driving and they were looking you know for little landmarks or whatever and one of my cousins was like hey did they widen the road and my mom was like no what like no they haven't why would you think that he said because i remember this yard being bigger than what it was and what had happened was he hadn't been there since he was a child but you got to think as children the world seems bigger than what it is some situations seem bigger than what they actually are so just think about all of the situations that you may have misinterpreted misunderstood or misread as a child that you that literally shaped your view on the world see this is what we don't realize majority of our reality is based off of the assumptions and uh, and the events that we created in childhood and we use those creations to shape our reality moving forward into adulthood so most of your adulthood is really through the lens of whatever you experienced as a child whatever trauma you had that's how you saw the world and that's how you continue to see the world unless you've either gotten help realized that and rewritten it or allowed yourself to mature but most people they're still stuck in that mindset so you have to go back through your life and rewrite these childhood traumas because these childhood traumas are things that you will interject into your relationship with a woman how many men had a girlfriend when they were 10 11 12 13 years old and that girl played them and they're literally holding on to that pain and think that all women that they're meeting now in their 20s 30s and 40s are like that girl that they met when they were 9 10 11 12 13 how many of you men are honestly doing that whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously just think how is that relationship from 7th grade, 8th grade, 10th grade, how is that relationship impacting your relationship with women now? How is that relationship impacting how you trust women now? How are you going to properly be able to choose the right woman if you're still holding the parameters of choosing a woman based off of something that you experienced in your adolescence when you were going through puberty? And you all didn't heard nor yourself knew anything about a proper relationship. How was that going to work? So you have to go back and you have to rewrite those childhood traumas. So that way you can make informed and accurate decisions when it comes to choosing women in your current life, in your adulthood. The next thing you need to do is you need to contextualize the relationship with your mother. And if it's broken, you need to fix it. But most importantly, you need to put the relationship in its proper perspective. Um, here's the thing. As a man, you will either look for a woman to fill the role in the holes that your mother neglected, or you're going to look for a woman to do exactly what your mother did for you. If you have not put that relationship in its proper context or you have not healed from that relationship. See, the woman you bring into your life isn't there to fix your mother wound. Yes, she is to nurture you, but she isn't to be your mother. So you have like 
our relationships with our mothers are so important in us choosing women because it can it can be a hindrance on how we choose our women some men some men have mothers who literally did everything for them and I'm not going to sit here and say that was a good or a bad thing it's a is what it is thing but there are some things that your mother did for you that she should not have been doing for you and we can say well mothers are supposed to do xyz no there are some things that mothers just went over and beyond doing i just watched the video a couple of weeks ago of children playing tackle football now this is an extreme example but this is an example children boys were playing tackle football and the mother wasn't liking how her son was being tackled by one of the kids who was a little bigger than everybody else she chased the little boy around the football field with a weapon who was tackling her son now just imagine what her perception what her son's perception of what a woman should be doing for him when he sees that just think about that just think about how a lot of these mothers overly coddle their sons or some of your mothers have overly coddled you and you want your woman to overly coddle you there's a difference between nurturing and and enabling and coddling there's a big difference there is a difference between nurturing enabling and coddling really quick a few years ago i did a lesson for my congregation on the role of a woman and in the bible in the beginning in genesis it says when the most High created um the woman he gave adam woman as a help meet in english it says help meet in hebrew which the old testament was originally written in hebrew in hebrew the word therefore help meet is ezer kenedo ezer kenedo means opposite equal balancing force and when it talks about opposite it's not talking about someone who is your adversary your enemy but it's literally someone's kind of like being on a scale if you're on one side, this person is on the opposite side of you, not to oppose you, but to equally balance you out. Also, another part of the definition for that Ezer Canedo is supposed to be basically someone who speaks out. So your woman is supposed to be the opposite equal balancing force of you. And she's supposed to speak out. How can you expect that to be done if she's coddling you? And whenever she speaks up and when she sees something, um, you fly off the handle because your mother did that. Your mother didn't equally balance you. She coddled you. Also, when we're talking about the mother relationship, some mothers, you know, they just were deficient in some areas. And now you're looking for someone to come fill all of those holes that your mother left there. That's not what your wife is supposed to be doing. But you need to get that fixed so that way you don't go out searching 
what it is that you didn't receive as a child. You have to get that fixed. So underneath the first thing you need to do in order when it comes to choosing a woman is fixing yourself, get therapy, rewrite your childhood traumas and fix or contextualize the relationship with your mother. This is what I also need you all to understand. Um, The woman you attract is a reflection of where you are at. I know for me personally, I can look back on every relationship that I was in. And when I look back at where I was at in my life and I look at the woman that I was dealing with in my life at that time, being honest, who she was, was where I was at in my life emotionally. So if she was a woman who was, you know, a little more um, fearful, you know, afraid to take chances and leaps at that point in my life. That's what I was at. Now, here's the thing. In the moment, I didn't realize that I was. I always had this idea of who I was, but it wasn't reality. It was my truth, but it wasn't reality. Many of us think we're someone else than who we actually are projecting. Um, so as I look back over the relationships that I was in, I realized, oh, no, who that woman was, that's who I was. So you have to make sure that you get things right. Because wherever you're at in your life, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract that. You attract where you're at. So if you're attracting a certain type of woman and you're like, man, I'm, I'm attracting all these. I'm attracting a woman who's, you know, who's unfaithful. I'm attracting crazy woman. I'm attracting a woman who da 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 da. Where are you at in your life that that's what you're attracting? That that's what is what is attracting to you. You need to change something. So the next thing that you need to do in order to properly um, get the woman that it is that you're looking for is you need to create a life plan or at least have some specific goal and then choose a woman that aligns with your goals. This is also going to go along with the topic i'm just gonna go ahead and put them together do not pick a woman off of looks especially in this day and age do not pick a woman off of looks first especially in this day and age her looks should be secondary to how she fits into your life plan so these two are going to go hand in hand because we have been taught to go after a woman and how she looks first and this is um this is very dangerous this is very very dangerous A woman's role should be to fit into your plan and what it is that you're trying to do. If you don't have a plan, then you're just going to take anything and then your life is going to be chaotic. Because first off, your life is already going to be chaotic in some way, shape or form. If you don't have a plan as a man, you're just going to be getting blown all over the place. You're not going to ever experience any type of true joy or happiness because you're not living on your terms. You're kind of just living on whoever you know terms that you're underneath at that time and so you're not going to experience true peace or joy or happiness and then if you don't have a if you don't have a plan and the woman that you attract eventually you're going to continue to butt heads because a woman naturally wants to follow a man and if a woman sees that a man isn't fit to be followed well then she has to turn up her masculinity which then causes a problem because now she's not operating her true essence. 
but then her masculine energy is either going to dwarf yours and then you're going to become subservient or is going to bump heads with your masculine energy and y'all are going to continue to bump heads but if you have a plan and you have some specific goals then the woman should fall into that now this is how you're going to meet a woman on the level of where you're at because that woman you here's the thing you shouldn't let me let me, let me see how i'm going to put this ideally you shouldn't be out like you know actively patrolling or or you know searching for women that woman that you're looking for should naturally fall together with you and where you're at and it goes with the old adage if you chase it it's going to run run away from you or you might catch something that you wasn't looking for so i'm gonna give you an example Malcolm X, his wife was Betty. In Malcolm X's autobiography, Malcolm X was not out actively looking and searching for a wife. He wasn't out like, I need to have a woman. I need a woman. I can't, I, I gotta find me a woman. Oh, life's gonna be so much better when I have a woman. No, Malcolm X was not doing that at all. Malcolm X was in his craft. Malcolm X was doing his work. Malcolm X was everywhere, all over the place, doing what it was, living in his purpose, living in his goal, living his life. You know where Malcolm X found Betty at? In the temple. Betty was one of the teachers in the temple, and they would see each other in passing. Betty already knew who Malcolm X was. So Betty was already attracted to Malcolm X, and because he was already living in his purpose, and walking in his path, she knew what she was getting herself into. When Malcolm X noticed that Betty continued to look at him, it's not like he was like, oh, what woman is interested in me now? No, he was like, man, every time I come around, you know, this woman, you know, she gets smitten. Like he knows what it, what it meant for a woman to be attracted to him. So then he asked about Betty. Betty was already on par with him because she was doing teachings in the temple. She was teaching the children. Malcolm X was out teaching the masses, but they still were in alignment because they both were teaching and they both had the same beliefs. They both were on the same plane and level. That's how they were attracted to each other. Malcolm X found out some more information about her. Didn't take him long. He ended up asking her to marry him. You know, over the phone or something, they end up getting married and it was together until he was, you know, unfortunately assassinated. That's how it should be. You should be in your craft working, not focused or wor worried about women. The woman that's for you will come if you're in your craft working. But if you're out trying to find a woman, what's going to happen is you're not finding self. You're not developing self. So then when you find a woman, she's going to be attracted to where you're at at that moment. That becomes problematic because then you're going to try to grow. And then when you grow, it's going to make her uncomfortable because she's going to be like, whoa, 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 I didn't sign up for this. This isn't you who I signed up for. This isn't what I thought I was getting. And because this isn't what she thought she was that what she was getting, now it causes resistance and it causes friction and it causes chaos in the relationship. 
and now you feel like she's trying to sabotage you and she feels like you're changing but the reason why is because you weren't where you were supposed to be you didn't give her the proper opportunity to see is this the life she really wanted to live she thought she was going to be living a different life but when you put her in that circumstance because you weren't in where you were supposed to be at now you now you put her in an uncomfortable position because that's not what she saw case in point autobiography of rosa parks rosa parks met her husband and her husband was out trying to help people sign up to vote trying to get civil rights they were doing this in alabama rosa parks knew that what her husband was doing could cause him and all of his friends that were doing it and even her to be killed they had they were risking their homes getting burned down all of these things but rosa parks specifically said i knew what i was signing up for so she knew it. Now let's just think if Rosa Parks had met her husband and then he said, hey, I want to start helping people in their civil rights. Whoa, that's a very big thing to spring upon your woman. That's something that she didn't get an opportunity to prepare for because that's something that she was like, well, hold on, my life is going to be in danger. See, Rosa Parks already knew her life was going to be in danger. She was able to weigh the benefits against the cost and decide this is what she wanted to do because he was already in it. So that's why it's very important for you to already be in. You don't have to be at the pinnacle of it, but you got to be on the road. So that way, when you meet the woman, you can be like, hey, this is the road I'm on. And she can say, hey, I want to walk this road with you. Hey, this is the vehicle that I'm using to get to this destination. And she could decide if that's the vehicle she wants to ride in. So you have to make sure that you get on that if you want to avoid unnecessary friction. Here's the thing. You're going to have friction. You're going to have learning curves. You're going to go through a grooming. Oh, I'm sorry, not a grooming, but a, but a pruning process in the relationship. Don't make it more difficult on yourself by not already having some things at least in line before you meet this woman. So if you want to get, you know, help yourself, figure yourself out, um, figure out getting this woman, create a life plan or have specific goals that you're actively working on and then align, allow yourself to be aligned with the women who aligns with those goals also piggybacking on you know the looks aspect of it this is why superficial based dating apps are dangerous especially for men because we're visual creatures so if you're going out and your first inkling is to look for a woman that looks good you're going to find a woman that meets that criteria and it don't matter what she could diametrically oppose everything you got going on in your life but you're going to ignore all of the quote-unquote red flags you're going to ignore all of the you know all of the ways that you all don't assimilate together you're going to ignore all of those things because you just are focused on having this quote-unquote trophy on your arm because you like how she looks but she's going to cause complete havoc to your life if she's not aligned with what it is that you're trying to do if you base it off of looks but this is going to transition us into the next topic which is being honest about what it is that you want 
you have to be honest about what it is that you want. And this is why it's important not to pick a person off of looks initially. This will cause you if you and like I was stating earlier, if you pick somebody off of looks and then you all are sitting there getting to know each other and some men, guess what? Some men, they can walk away from one. You know what? This is just not it. And they go to their subways. But there are a lot of men who get so caught up on looks that they will try and squeeze this woman into the role in their life that she does not fit. And so this will cut this also choosing someone off of looks will also cause you to lie about your needs when you meet a woman. And then you will try to manipulate this woman into doing something that she didn't initially agree to, which only causes more friction and confusion. So you have to be honest about what you're what, what you want in life. Um, right now, there's a fad going on. Yo, this is the Live from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Virgil Johnson from Infrastructure of a Man. And today's topic is how to choose the right woman and why that's important. So I want to start off by reading a passage from the book, The Way of the Superior Man. So the passage goes, if you are like most men, sexual energy tends to go directly to one or two places, either your head become stimulated and you fantasize about being with a woman who turns you on or your genitals become stimulated and lustful need your head and genitals however are just the north and south poles of the whole body a superior man circulates the energy of arousal throughout his body taking particular care not to let it stagnate in swollen fantasies or appendages the purpose of sexual desire is creation Reproduction is but the biological aspect of creation. As a man, you probably have much more to give the world than your children. Just as beautiful women inspire biological procreation, they also inspire artistic, social, and spiritual creativity. When it comes down to it, most creative men will admit that, one way or another, women are the muse and inspiration. Women bring them into the world. Women move them to create and serve humanity. In fact, some men would go so far as to say that if it weren't for women, they wouldn't be interested in the world much at all. So the biggest lesson that I want you all to take from what I just read is the purpose of sexual energy. When I understood the true purpose of sexual energy, when I understood that true purpose of sexual energy, it changed my life. Sexual energy is creative energy. Don't miss what I just said. And I'm going to go into it a little bit later in this episode. So first off, the reason why I decided to do this episode is because I know there are many men who are confused about the process of women and womenhood. I was confused too. And that confusion led me to have seven children with five women. I thought I had it all figured out, but I was sorely mistaken. And I want to help you and anyone else that listens to this episode um, figure out 
suggest exactly what it is that they need to do. I want to help those of you out who feel like they are having a bad string of luck when it comes to women who are in between women and want something different and who don't know that they are doing the whole woman thing wrong and this episode will enlighten you. So there are many things that that us as men, we go through when it, de- when it comes to dealing with these women and it can be very frustrating. So I want to kind of pull back some of these layers to help you with that frustration and to help you in your journey and your walk when it comes to women. So jumping right into it. Also, I want to say this episode, I really wanted to get this episode out. I'm going to probably do a remake to this episode later on down the line, but I feel like I at least want to get out these basics to get somebody started, to help somebody, you know, get from zero to one. So I had to go through this process and I want to make sure you all go through this process because choosing the proper woman is very important to your life as a man. And as you'll see later on down in this podcast, choosing the right woman can literally make or break you. So the first thing that you want to do when it comes to choosing the right woman has nothing to do with the woman. Actually, the first thing you want to do is fix yourself. So one of the first ways that you can fix yourself is to get some therapy. As we continue to move forward into 20, the early 2020s, going to therapy isn't so taboo for men anymore. But there are still a lot of men who struggle with the idea of going to therapy, who struggle with the idea of opening up, who struggle with the idea of being vulnerable, who struggle with the idea of feeling like they have to place their trust in another human being. Men, when it comes to therapy, all of a sudden create all of these irrational fears and irrational thoughts when it comes to therapy. Some people are literally like, well, what if my therapist is running around going and telling my business? Who cares? Who cares? Your therapist can go run around telling your business what do you think is going to happen? The person she going, she goes up to or he goes up to and tells your business is going to come and find you and be like, ha ha, that's why you're X, Y, and Z. No, that's not going to happen. Who cares? If your therapist is going to help you get through the things in which you're struggling with, uncovering yourself, some of the things that you may have mislabeled in your life, all of these things, who cares if they go and tell what you got going on? The end goal is for you to get help because the individual who they're reporting about to someone else, that will be the old you anyways. Someone matter. So even if someone came to you and wanted to, you know, speak on these things that they were told, oh, well, speak on it all you want to. That was me. That's what happened. That's what I went through. That's who I was, but that's not who I am now. And them talking about those things doesn't make or break you as a man. It doesn't. So it doesn't matter if that's what the therapist does. But a lot of men have that, like, whenever I talk to men and help men and I and I tell them, hey, you should get therapy, you know, I suggest therapy. That's one of the first things I would say, well, what if the therapist goes and tells my business? Who cares? Why does it matter? It's not going to make or break you. I promise you it won't. 
Um, the next thing you can do to fix yourself is rewrite your childhood traumas. Many of us have went through a lot in our childhood. And for those of us who are a little older, we were raised a certain way growing up as boys. We weren't allowed to express any type of emotion that wasn't out that was outside of anger. Um, you know, we were always taught to suppress how we felt. Um, there were a lot of things that that we went through. There were a lot of situations that we may have experienced or encountered or witnessed that in our childlike mind, it, lo- it looked one way, but in fact, it was something totally different. And it's, it is very important for you to understand that how you saw the world when you were a child may have been skewed and incorrect. It's something as simple as I was talking to my mother and her and some of my cousins were going on a trip. They went, took a trip up to North Florida. I'm from Florida. Took a trip up to North Florida. One of my uncles had died. They were going to his funeral. And so she was in the car in the back seat with my cousins, with a couple of my older cousins. They're, they're all around the same age. And so they were driving and they were looking, you know, for little landmarks or whatever. And one of my cousins was like, hey, did they widen the road? And my mom was like, no, what? like, no, they haven't. Why would you think that? He said, because I remember this yard being bigger than what it was. And what had happened was he hadn't been there since he was a child. But you got to think as children, the world seems bigger than what it is. Some situations seem bigger than what they actually are. So just think about all of the situations that you may have misinterpreted, misunderstood or misread as a child that you that literally shaped your view on the world. See, this is what we don't realize. Majority of our reality is based off of the assumptions and uh, and the events that we created in childhood. And we use those creations to shape our reality moving forward into adulthood. So most of your adulthood is really through the lens of whatever you experienced as a child. Whatever trauma you had, that's how you saw the world. And that's how you continue to see the world unless you've either gotten help, realized that and rewritten it, or allowed yourself to mature. But most people, they're still stuck in that mindset. So you have to go back through your life and rewrite these childhood traumas because these childhood traumas are things that you will interject into your relationship with a woman. How many men had a girlfriend when they were 10, 11, 12, 13 years old and that girl played them and they're literally holding on to that pain and think that all women that they're meeting now in their 20s, 30s, and 40s are like that girl that they met when they were 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. How many of you men are honestly doing that? Whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously. Just think, how was that relationship from 7th grade, 8th grade, 10th grade, how was that relationship impacting your relationship with women now? How is that relationship impacting how you trust women now? How are you going to properly be able to choose the right woman if you're still holding the parameters of choosing a woman based off of 
something that you experienced in your adolescence when you were going through puberty and you all didn't heard nor yourself knew anything about a proper relationship how was that going to work so you have to go back and you have to rewrite those childhood traumas so that way you can make informed and accurate decisions when it comes to choosing women in your current life in your adulthood the next thing you need to do is you need to contextualize the relationship with your mother and if it's broken you need to fix it but most importantly you need to put the relationship in its proper perspective um here's the thing as a man you will either look for a woman to fill the role in the holes that your mother neglected or you're going to look for a woman to do exactly what your mother did for you if you have not put that relationship in its proper context or you have not healed from that relationship see the woman you bring into your life isn't there to fix your mother wound yes she is to nurture you but she isn't to be your mother so you have like our relationships with our mothers are so important in us choosing women because it can it can be a hindrance on how we choose our women some men some men have mothers who literally did everything for them and I'm not going to sit here and say that was a good or a bad thing it's a is what it is thing but there are some things that your mother did for you that she should not have been doing for you and we can say well mothers are supposed to do xyz no there are some things that mothers just went over and beyond doing i just watched the video a couple of weeks ago of children playing tackle football now this is an extreme example but this is an example children boys were playing tackle football and the mother wasn't liking how her son was being tackled by one of the kids who was a little bigger than everybody else she chased the little boy around the football field with a weapon who was tackling her son now just imagine what her perception what her son's perception of what a woman should be doing for him when he sees that just think about that just think about how a lot of these mothers overly coddle their sons or some of your mothers have overly coddled you and you want your woman to overly coddle you there's a difference between nurturing and and enabling and coddling there's a big difference there is a difference between nurturing enabling and coddling really quick a few years ago i did a lesson for my congregation on the role of a woman and in the bible in the beginning in genesis it says when the most High created um the woman he gave adam woman as a help meet in english it says help meet in hebrew which the old testament was originally written in hebrew in hebrew the word therefore help meet is ezer kenedo ezer kenedo means opposite equal balancing force 
And when it talks about opposite, it's not talking about someone who is your adversary, your enemy, but it's literally someone's kind of like being on a scale. If you're on one side, this person is on the opposite side of you, not to oppose you, but to equally balance you out. Also, another part of the definition for that Ezerconeto is supposed to be basically someone who speaks out. So your woman is supposed to be the opposite equal balancing force of you. And she's supposed to speak out. How can you expect that to be done if she's coddling you? And whenever she speaks up and when she sees something, um, you fly off the handle because your mother did that. Your mother didn't equally balance you. She coddled you. Also, when we're talking about the mother relationship, some mothers, you know, they just were deficient in some areas. And now you're looking for someone to come fill all of those holes that your mother left there. That's not what your wife is supposed to be doing. But you need to get that fixed so that way you don't go out searching what it is that you didn't receive as a child. You have to get that fixed. So underneath the first thing you need to do in order when it comes to choosing a woman is fixing yourself. Get therapy, rewrite your childhood traumas and fix or contextualize the relationship with your mother. This is what I also need you all to understand. Um, the woman you attract is a reflection of where you are at. I know for me personally, I can look back on every relationship that I was in. And when I look back at where I was at in my life and I look at the woman that I was dealing with in my life at that time, being honest, who she was, was where I was at in my life emotionally. So she was a woman who was, you know, a little more um, fearful, you know, afraid to take chances and leaps. I, at that point in my life, that's where I was at. Now, here's the thing. In the moment, I didn't realize that I was. I always had this idea of who I was, but it wasn't reality. It was my truth, but it wasn't reality. Many of us think we're someone else than who we actually are projecting. Um, so as I look back over the relationships that I was in, I realized, oh, no, who that woman was, that's who I was. So you have to make sure that you get things right because wherever you're at in your life, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract that. You attract where you're at. So if you're attracting a certain type of woman and you're like, man, I'm, I'm attracting all these, I'm attracting a woman who's, you know, who's unfaithful. I'm attracting crazy woman. I'm attracting women who da 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 da. Where are you at in your life that that's what you're attracting? That that's what is what is attracting to you. You need to change something. So the next thing that you need to do in order to properly um, get the woman that it is that you're looking for is you need to create a life plan or at least have some specific goal and then choose a woman that aligns with your goals. This is also going to go along with the topic. I'm just going to go ahead and put them together. Do not pick a woman off of looks, especially in this day and age. Do not pick a woman off of looks first, especially in this day and age. 
her looks should be secondary to how she fits into your life plan. So these two are going to go hand in hand because we have been taught to go after a woman and how she looks first. And this is um, this is very dangerous. This is very, very dangerous. A woman's role should be to fit into your plan and what it is that you're trying to do. If you don't have a plan, then you're just going to take anything and then your life is going to be chaotic. Because first off, your life is already going to be chaotic in some way, shape or form. If you don't have a plan as a man, you're just going to be getting blown all over the place. You're not going to ever experience any type of true joy or happiness because you're not living on your terms. You're kind of just living on whoever you know terms that you're underneath at that time and so you're not going to experience true peace or joy or happiness and then if you don't have a if you don't have a plan and the woman that you attract eventually you're going to continue to butt heads because a woman naturally wants to follow a man and if a woman sees that a man isn't fit to be followed well then she has to turn up her masculinity which then causes a problem because now she's not operating her true essence. But then her masculine energy is either going to dwarf yours and then you're going to become subservient or is going to bump heads with your masculine energy and y'all are going to continue to bump heads. But if you have a plan and you have some specific goals, then the woman should fall into that. Now, this is how you're going to meet a woman on the level of where you're at because that woman you here's the thing you shouldn't let me let me, let me see how i'm going to put this ideally you shouldn't be out like you know actively patrolling or or you know searching for women that woman that you're looking for should naturally fall together with you and where you're at and it goes with the old adage, if you chase it, it's going to run, run away from you. Or you might catch something that you wasn't looking for. So, I'm going to give you an example. Malcolm X, his wife was Betty. In Malcolm X's autobiography, Malcolm X was not out actively looking and searching for a wife. He wasn't out like, I need to have a woman. I need a woman. I can't. I, I got to find me a woman. Oh, life's going to be so much better when I have a woman. No, Malcolm X was not doing that at all. Malcolm X was in his craft. Malcolm X was doing his work. Malcolm X was everywhere, all over the place, doing what it was, living in his purpose, living in his goal, living his life. You know where Malcolm X found Betty at? In the temple. Betty was one of the teachers in the temple and they would see each other in passing. Betty already knew who Malcolm X was. So Betty was already attracted to Malcolm X and she, because he was already living in his purpose and walking in his path, she knew what she was getting herself into. When Malcolm X noticed that Betty continued to look at him it's not like he was like oh what woman is interested in me now no he was like man every time i come around you know this woman you know she gets smitten like he knows what it what it meant for a woman to be attracted to him so then he asked about betty 
Betty was already on par with him because she was doing teachings in the temple. She was teaching the children. Malcolm X was out teaching the masses, but they still were in alignment because they both were teaching and they both had the same beliefs. They both were on the same plane and level. That's how they were attracted to each other. Malcolm X found out some more information about her. Didn't take him long. He ended up asking her to marry him you know, over the phone or something. They ended up getting married and it was together until he was, you know, unfortunately assassinated. That's how it should be. You should be in your craft working, not focused or wor worried about women. The woman that's for you will come if you're in your craft working. But if you're out trying to find a woman, what's going to happen is you're not finding self. You're not developing self. So then when you find a woman, she's going to be attracted to where you're at at that moment. That becomes problematic because then you're going to try to grow. And then when you grow, it's going to make her uncomfortable because she's going to be like, whoa, 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 I didn't sign up for this. This isn't you who I signed up for. This isn't what I thought I was getting. And because this isn't what she thought she was got, that what she was getting, now it causes resistance and it causes friction and it causes chaos in the relationship. And now you feel like she's trying to sabotage you and she feels like you're changing. But the reason why is because you weren't where you were supposed to be. You didn't give her the proper opportunity to see is this the life she really wanted to live. She thought she was going to be living a different life. But when you put her in that circumstance because you weren't in where you were supposed to be at, now you now you put her in an uncomfortable position because that's not what she saw. Case in point, autobiography of Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks met her husband and her husband was out trying to help people sign up to vote, trying to get civil rights. They were doing this in Alabama. Rosa Parks knew that what her husband was doing could cause him and all of his friends that were doing it and even her to be killed they had they were risking their homes getting burned down all of these things but rosa Parks specifically said i knew what i was signing up for so she knew it now let's just think if rosa parks had met her husband and then he said hey i want to start helping people in their civil rights whoa that's a very big thing to spring upon your woman that's something that she didn't get an opportunity to prepare for because that's something that she was like, well, hold on, my life is going to be in danger. See, Rosa Parks already knew her life was going to be in danger. She was able to weigh the benefits against the cost and decide this is what she wanted to do because he was already in it. So that's why it's very important for you to already be in. You don't have to be at the pinnacle of it, but you got to be on the road. So that way, when you meet the woman you can be like hey this is the road I'm on and she can say hey I want to walk this road with you hey this is the vehicle that I'm using to get to this destination and she can decide if that's the vehicle she wants to ride in so you have to make sure that you get on that if you want to avoid unnecessary friction here's the thing you're going to have friction you're going to have learning curves you're going to go through a grooming oh, I'm sorry not a grooming but a, but a pruning process in the relationship don't make it more difficult on yourself by not already having some things at least in line before you meet this woman. So if you want to get, you know, 
help yourself figure yourself out um, figure out getting this woman create a life plan or have specific goals that you're actively working on and then align allow yourself to be aligned with the women who aligns with those goals also piggybacking on you know the looks aspect of it this is why superficial based dating apps are dangerous especially for men because we're visual creatures so if you're going out and your first inkling is to look for a woman that looks good you're going to find a woman that meets that criteria and it don't matter what she could diametrically oppose everything you got going on in your life but you're going to ignore all of the quote-unquote red flags you're going to ignore all of the you know all of the ways that you all don't assimilate together you're going to ignore all of those things because you just are focused on having this quote-unquote trophy on your arm because you like how she looks but she's going to cause complete havoc to your life if she's not aligned with what it is that you're trying to do if you base it off of looks but this is going to transition us into the next topic which is being honest about what it is that you want you have to be honest about what it is that you want and this is why it's important not to pick a person off of looks initially this will cause you if you and like i was stating earlier if you pick somebody off of looks and then you all are sitting there getting to know each other and some men guess what some men they can walk away from one you know what this just not it and they go to their subways but there are a lot of men who get so caught up on looks that they will try and squeeze this woman into the role in their life that she does not fit and so this will cut this also choosing someone off of looks will also cause you to lie about your needs when you meet a woman and then you will try to manipulate this woman into doing something that she didn't initially agree to which only causes more friction and confusion so you have to be honest about where you're what, what you want in life um, right now there's a fad going on 